What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right. Thursday night means beer show night right here on 1500 ESPN. You can find us online at 1500ESPN.com. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, sir. How you doing, Reavers? I am very, very well. Um, it's that time of the year where 7 million things are going on, and... People are kind of getting into being in a good mood, and Absolutely. there's parties everywhere. I mean, the the big Hubbard bash is this weekend. Nice. And, and you've attended that before. I have been a guest of someone. That was a lot of fun. And so um, it's just it's just kind of, you, you start to feel it, don't you? I, I it For me, it started this week. Because you've got, you know, with the kids in school and stuff, there's, like today, we had late start, and sure. then he's got a couple of days off, and it's... So it's starting to it's starting to be that festive time of the My year. My banker Jim Honeyhake had me out um, for a bank meet and greet thing that they had last night, right? Okay. So I went and had a couple beers, and then I said, "Okay, I'm going to do my Christmas shopping." And oh, I drove God. over to Rosedale, okay, and listened to the podcast the whole time. Nice. I right? listened to yep. Congratulations podcast. Nice. And guess what? I how many gifts I got done in two hours of shopping? Two hours of shopping. You're. I'm gonna wait. You not, got nothing? Not one. Really? That shocks you know me because you're kind of a get it done kind of a guy. I am a get it done, but I'm until the stuff hits the fan, I can't motivate myself to say, I'm getting my brother in law a sweatshirt. Yeah. I'm getting my you know, I, I just can't do it. See, and this is where I am bailed out big time because my lovely wife mm-hmm. basically does everything. Oh, see. And that's nice. And it's not because I'm reluctant to do it. She just literally loves doing everything. Sure. It's it's her. She's in her zone. You know, that's nice. Whether it's fam- I mean, I have to get a couple of things. Something for her. Something for her, obviously, yeah. and something for the kids and whatnot. Because, but she's she got her taken care. Of. Really? Oh, she loves doing it. So she- my lovely girl girlfriend. Yep. Right. I said, hey, let's what? What should I get your parents for Christmas? And she said, I have no idea. You'll have to pick something. She was zero help for me. <laughs> I thought Nicole, they're your parents. Right. Come on, help me out. You throw me a bone here. Yeah, give me an idea at least. Uh, so because it's the holiday season, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of celebrating that 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 goes on. Oh, oh yeah. And I found this article and I found it terribly interesting. I believe this was from the New York Post. Yes, it was. Here's what ordering your favorite beer might say about your personality. Oh. I love these okay. kinds of stories. All right, absolutely. All right, so let me let me let me just cite a couple of things in here that I found Should interesting. Should we say what our favorite beer is, Manny? You know and I, what? Yeah, let's to see that. what our personality is. Hold on here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I, got a, I got a piece of paper. Here we go. All right, Manny. What's your favorite t- style of beer? And then I can judge your psychotic person. I mean, your personality. <laughs> um, I typically like something lighter. But are, are you looking for like something just, specific? Yeah, yeah. Just give me something. Would you just like specific. a Miller Lite? Because if you if you were to go to a nightclub or whatever, if you go out and you had your choice of anything, what are you going to order? And it's got to be beer because that's what the story is about. I usually like a good Grain Belt Premium or Grain something Belt? like that. Oh, it's very yeah. solid, okay. very solid. All right, Michael, because you're, you're more of a spirits drinker. I am, and I'm all over the board with beer, but my go-to beer, it would be like I'd have one at breakfast, is a Guinness. I just can't okay. go wrong with a Guinness. Fret is Guinness, 
And I'm an I obviously an IPA guy. Sure, um, it depends where you are. If you're playing baseball with the boys, you might be a Coors Light, right? By necessity, but yeah. if, but if it's if I'm in the on the same circumstances as you guys, if I go out. I'm going to, you know what, can I be the guy that orders a New England style IPA? Sure. I, I keep sure. making fun you, of myself. You want a real, real hazy All right. IPA? All right, I'm going to put hazy IPA because that is my jam right Uh-oh. now. All right, here we I go. I know who's going to be the a-hole in this Oh, place. it's totally <laughs> going to be me. It's totally going to be me. Okay. When you walk up to the bartender and order a beer, your choice may have more to say about you than just the facts that you want an ice-cold lager. According to a survey of 1,000 beer drinkers, the type of beer you select might be able to tell you about your personality. Mm. The survey was done for the Founders Brewing Company and put two different types of beer against each other, lagers and ales. According to the New York Post, as part of the study, people were asked to choose the beer they liked and also to describe activities they enjoyed doing, including what they would say is their ideal Saturday night. Okay. The study found that lager drinkers tend to be more goal-oriented and sociable. And that they would really? consider an ideal Saturday as going out with friends. Manny that's, Hill. That's Manny Hill. Perfect <laughs> lager drinker. And mm-hmm. okay. On the other side, ale drinkers were found to be more likely to want to stay at home and watch some Netflix rather than go out. A tall glass vase on a table, mug of fresh draft beer with foam on uh, on a blend of served in an old wood. Okay, so, so you're sure. more likely to stay okay. home and want to be... which. It's a little bit kind of accurate, but they, they didn't get down to the nitty gritty of beers. Like they didn't say who is ordering the mm-hmm. pumpkin spice mm-hmm. latte infused job wise. Oh, the ale drinkers were found to more likely say that they're satisfied with their jobs. While lager drinkers were found to have higher stress levels at work, the study also found that people are fairly set in their ways when it comes to their beer selection and that the average beer drinker hasn't switched up their favorite beer in a couple of years. Uh, Here are some other revealing stats and information about the study. One in three beer drinkers, roughly 36%, say that they're intimidated by craft beers. One in three, you said? One in three, about 36%. Uh, the best time to drink a beer or a beer o'clock is exactly 6.31 p.m. on a Friday, <laughs> according to these people wow. that were surveyed. When it comes to beer selection, taste is key. 52% ranked taste first in making their beer selection. When men catch up over a beer, 57% said that they would talk about the latest sports news. And 46% added that they also like to talk about movies and TV for women when they catch up over a beer, 65% said that they talk about friends, gossip, and dating. I thought this was fascinating. I think it's fascinating. I found something that you said in there no, very, very, very fascinating. <laughs> it said that the average beer drinker only changes it up every two years. You, I said, I'm sorry, I said few, so I don't know how, my, how many that meant. Yeah, no, but it said two. Oh, you, did, you read, you read two. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. But what I find that interesting is my my spirits drink of choice, mm-hmm. you know, a Hendrix and Tonic, yeah. has been the same for... 15 years. Okay. Right? When I go to a bar and I'm drinking booze instead of beer, it's a Hendrix and Tonic or a gin and tonic, period. I think two years for beer drinker is a great, great sign sure. for the craft beer industry because, I mean, how long did your did your dad drink booze, beer? Uh, mostly just beer. Yeah, but yeah. did he drink the exact same brand of beer oh, yeah. for your entire existence? As, as long as I could remember. As long as you could remember. Yeah. And now to even get some of those thousand participants to say... Yeah, every couple of years I change. That's kind of a big deal. But you also have to consider the fact that it's so different now than it was oh, absolutely. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, you had Natty And the people Ice. still have their loyalties, I would think. But for the most part, 
you know, I I can't remember not having something different in my fridge every other week. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I I rarely. I mean, I have my go-tos. But when you were, like, right outside of college, you oh, drank the same yeah. beer. Well, yeah, you drank whatever was affordable. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's how it worked. Mm-hmm. And then you maybe kept that. And, and in I got fact, a full-time job. I'm stepping yeah, up my game. I'm stepping up. <laughs> like they're going to come in bottles instead of cans. I, I, I find that really, really interesting. That That's one thing that I hope this industry does, the craft beer industry. And I think they're doing it, but they're not marketing it the same way they market their other things. Mm-hmm. Is they're making a light lager, light-ish lager, that... People, Bartley at Bent Distillery sure. makes an incredible light lager. It's not a light beer. It's just a light style lager. It's unbelievable. And people would say, oh, that's the beer I want to drink instead of a Miller Light because that is an excellent example of a light lager. Like, just tastes different. Wasn't it, though, that we've discovered when talking to various craft brewers that a lot of them decided not to do that style of beer because... It didn't make sense from a financial standpoint. Well, they can't sell it as cheap, right? So you can still buy Miller Lite for nine ninety nine for twenty four or whatever they are, and Bartley can't make it for that. It has to be you know more than that sure. price. But they're instead of stealing each other's craft beer, they're stealing Miller Lite's domestic beer, right? You know, if if they say ten percent of this industry is craft beer and ninety percent is still the big boys, mm-hmm. well, let's let these craft brewers make some incredible light lagers. Lightish lagers, I mean, not a light beer, but a lightish lager, and steal that ninety percent. And I, I swear, I think that's where the money's going to be. Because I guess the way I look at it, th- that beer to me was developed, and I could be completely wrong, but I look at it as that beer was created for the taproom experience of the guy that's with a couple buddies, or the guy that's that's there with some friends or or family or or the gal or whoever yeah, yeah. that's there that isn't really going to drink the 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 double IPA is but is going to be the one that says what's your lightest beer what do you it was astonishing we've heard that question that every taproom person says oh that everyone asks what's your lightest beer what's your lightest beer what's your the thing that tastes most like bud light there's a reason they're asking for that mm-hmm. they want a lighter beer and they were attempting to train everybody no that's cute that you want that, but let me train you on something else. Give them a beer that's better than Bud Light, but that same profile, sure. and have them say, this can be craft beer? You're kidding me. Right. And the best part about it is it's 4% alcohol, and somebody might have three, four, five of them compared to a 9% you know, big beer that you have one of. Right. Right? I mean, it, it's mathematically, m- macro beers work. Right, those light loggers work because people well, can have a bunch of yeah, them. Yeah, this just in. Yeah, right. But <laughs> our, the, our world doesn't know it. The craft beer world doesn't know it. True, but to me, like for instance, yesterday I I was over at Summit doing some some stuff. Saw the video, very cool. Um, and and it was cool because they weren't open, mm-hmm. but I got to sit sit around for I don't know like an hour or so and 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 BS with those guys and just kind of pick their brain and. And see some of the inner workings of how that business works. And Mark, Mark happened to be our, our buddy, Starbird, Mark Starbird yeah. happened to be, happened to be there uh, before he went out to dinner. And just seeing how and talking to him about how, how different decisions are made now as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, even 10 years ago yeah. when, when Summit was a successful brand sure. and, and how ever evolving their life is. And, and they're a successful, heritage brand and they still state. have to be on their toes yeah yeah but it's cool to see some of them you know because you know for them to 
try it. And I hate, I know they hate when I use the word, not they as in Summit, but mm-hmm. they as in the craft brewers hate when I call them experimental beers, sure, but that's what they beers, are. Yeah. Um, but, but for them to do it, you know, you're talking about, they got to make, they got to make a lot of millions it. of gallons yeah. or whatever it yeah. is, because that's just how their production cycle they have works. No choice. And it has to be perfect. It can't be bad because yeah. they can't send out a bad beer. But what's nice is that they can still do stunt beers or still do line extensions and still have that one beer mm-hmm. that is somebody can say, I can drink that all day. I can drink that beer. I don't know. I, ever since Bartley made his beer, and this isn't a commercial for Bartley, Ben Perstiller and Rose. Sounds like it. I know. He makes an incredible light lager. Mm-hmm. And other people have done the same, right? We're seeing those come into the market. I, I'm trying to think of some of the better names, and I'm, I'm, I'm failing. And some of them are saying, oh, it's our number one selling beer already. And it's like, oh, I wonder why. Because right. 90% of the market likes right. that taste profile. Right. Go after that. Well, and even you know, with, with Summit, you always think EPA. That's, that's, that's what yeah. they've been selling since 1986. But you know, walking when I was over there yesterday, he said you got to try this. Sure, it was. Uh, it's called one twenty shilling. Mm. It's a Scotch ale, and I thought, oh, I don't want this big, heavy barrel age. Yeah. You know what? Oh my god! Oh, beautiful. it was incredible. It was so good. I like that. And in fact, there was, I believe, it was the mother of an employee who was there with a couple of her friends, and they don't drink beer. Okay. And that's what they were served. Oh, really? And all three of them loved it. Okay. Like, well, this doesn't taste like beer. Yeah. And I thought, oh, wow. So, and it, and it was, I mean, it's nine percent. It's a little powerful, percent, sure. So you can maybe have a, a little one, but, but again, but he, he, he literally said, he goes, this is, we, we will serve this to wine drinkers because it's, it's that good. So that's the thing when someone says, oh, I drink wine. Mm-hmm. They say, let me get you a, it's got to be just a four ounce pour or something. Right, yeah. right. It's got to be a small pour because you can't have people getting. Uh, dirty little secret too, by the way, yeah. at Summit. They still have, they, they kept a couple of their kegs of their Oktoberfest, which oh, is incredible. Yeah. And they still have it on tap. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, we, we only have it here because. Yeah, it's uh, out of the market. It's, it's out gone, of the market. Yeah. It's gone, but people will come in here. It's it's a little treat for those sure. that stop by the the new Rat Skeller. Yeah, and that's brand. I, I want to see that. I'm really excited. So you it's guys, cool. you're having a big party there on the 21st. Right? Yeah, a week from Friday, uh, the Garage Logic crew is going to be there hanging out, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I'm going to try that, to get so. in. I'm going to just say I know somebody. Flash your badge. That's right. I'm Mike Fedeloni. Oh, I have an employee badge. Yeah, yes, you do. Yeah, maybe I'll just use think, that to get they'll in. They'll say um, there's stuff you have to carry your promotions. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a lot to get to, um, including our special. Special guest with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, and a special phone guest, too, that I'm really excited to talk to. Uh, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. That's Manny Hill. My name is Chris Reavers. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. Do not touch that radio dial. This is The Beer Show. How to like beer. You're tuned in to The Beer Show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run here on The Beer Show on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, and of course, it's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks, at the corner of Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Tom is here with Elevated this evening. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, of course, it's Thursday. That means it's my favorite <laughs> night of the week. And... Um, 
you guys, uh, it, it's not slowing down by any means because of the holiday season and everything else. And and beer is a really hot hot issue right now. Yeah, right now that one of the hottest things is our build your own section. We have a lot of people coming in looking for a gift, mm-hmm. maybe something a little bit different, and we have that that selection in the single build your own six pack, so you can. Have our staff kind of help you. Maybe if you know a little bit about what what the person you're buying for likes, you can uh, you know relay that to our our staff, and they can help you put together a variety of beers for them. You know, maybe they haven't had yet, or, or some new things to you try. Curate a selection for them. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like fine artists. <laughs> sure. I, honest to God, I think that's a skill because when you walk into Elevated, mm-hmm. they have 500 plus individual bottles and cans yep. that you can get in the six pack. It's overwhelming unless you have someone holding your hand saying that's cool what do you want that's cool absolutely so we i mean we do it either way you certainly can do it yourself but if you're looking for a little uh help we can point you in the right direction there as well we have a section for like the seasonal the new the hot stuff you know and then the rest of the stuff is is by style so you can kind of try and if it's hoppy or if it's malty you can get in those sections and and do that um so that's the big thing variety packs are huge right now and that plays into our guests this week um we are doing a featured beer of the month with 21st amendment Mm -hmm. brewing and we have dan parker representing the brewery today uh we're doing their 15 packs they have a variety pack right now as a special sale of 14.99 for those 15 packs we have several different varieties but there's also variety which is the number one skew right now i understand yeah absolutely i mean our 15s are just on fire across the board but that that 15 pack variety which is currently an all ipa variety so yep. it speaks to the minnesota market really well that's yeah. cool that's cool <laughs> you know you got uh we not only do we have dan here but uh we're also a uh, uh honored to have uh sully on the phone right hi sully <laughs> Manny, can I, I'm sorry. It's okay. He's hi, hi so, Sully. How are you? Can you hear me? I'm right here. How's yeah, it going, guys? We're good. We were just having a bit of a technical issue, but it's completely my fault. So, so I apologize for that. Landed that plane in the Hudson. No, don't Walk do that. Us through. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do do that. I have to tell that story again? <laughs> You're so sick of it, aren't you? So Sully, uh, for for those uh, those that are listening, um, walk us through kind of your history and uh, your status right now with twenty one with twenty first amendment. Excuse me. Yeah, so they call me uh, Sully, but my name's Sean O'Sullivan. I'm the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment out here in San Francisco, California. Uh, I've been doing this for 24 years. As a brewery, we've been open since 2000, uh, and we've been producing our beer in cans and distributing across the country since 2008. Um, and uh, should have a little bit of history. We did brew for a short while, actually, out in Cold Spring, Minnesota. So I've been out to your your fair state many a time. You did. I I was not aware of that. How long ago did that happen? So we started. We we were like small little craft brewery here in San Francisco, a brew pub, and then we started canning our beer on a little two head filler in two thousand five, two thousand six. It took off, didn't have the money to build a brewery, so we, I contacted the good folks out of Cold Spring Brewing Company, nice. and um, that happened in 2008, and we brewed there for uh, you know about five, six years. They and, know what they're doing up there. Yeah, they do. they got a, a state-of-the-art system now. It's really great. And then we built a brewery out here in an old Kellogg's plant just across the bay in San Leandro in 2015, um, and we've been doing that uh, here since then. You know, Sully, it, it, I almost repeat myself every single week when we do this show, but that's truly one of the things that I admire about this industry is 
not only the camaraderie between you know what seems to be rival breweries, but you're not rival breweries. You're all kind of fighting this good fight together, and that's truly one of the things that I admire about your guys' business. Exactly. You're spot on. I mean, it's a, it's a real collaborative uh, industry in a sense. Like early on, like when I was brewing in a small little brew pub here where I live in Berkeley, which is right near San Francisco, uh, you know, you, you, if you ran out of something, if you ran out of malt or if you needed uh, some sort of technology or something, all the other breweries would sort of like you'd call them up and they would rally around you and you'd, you know, you'd go and they'd help each other out. It's, it's been that way really since day one and it still exists today. Sully, before you came on the air in our first segment, we talked about light loggers and how the craft beer world is starting to grab and, and steal some of that light logger business from the mega brewers. Do, do you guys have anything that falls into that or is that, do you think that's an incomplete thought or is that something you see coming forward? I think it's a complete thought. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, we, we actually play in, in that field. Um, you know, we have a beer called, well, as a matter of fact, El Sully, which is a, which is a, a Mexican style lager, hmm. sort of brew same vein of, uh, you know, Tecate or Modelo. Um, and I think, you know, I think as, uh, as we become more mature as beer drinkers, um, you know, we used to always poo-hoo sort of those lighter beers. Um, but I think we can actually, we can do it well now. I mean, when we first got into this industry, we were all doing ales, and that was really an extension of, like, you know, sort of the tradition of home brewing, you know, where we were mostly ale breweries. Uh, but now with technology and all that and the ingredients that are available, we're actually able to make really decent lager beers. In fact, what's interesting is the large breweries typically would dominate these categories when they would win awards at the Great America Beer Festival, uh, which is the national beer festival held in Denver every year uh, in the fall. And now you're seeing smaller breweries that are actually winning those awards when they typically would be like Coors or Budweiser. It's really interesting what's happening right now. I think that's what will make Bud and Miller and Coors wake up is when you start stealing their 90% of the market because people are going to say, oh, 21st Amendment makes an incredible lager and you start stealing some of that. I think that's when this whole thing is going to change. It already is. You're exactly right. I mean, like what we like to say about Al Sully is uh, it's what Modelo dreams of when it goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean O'Sullivan is the guest here on the Beer Show uh, with 21st Amendment Brewing, and uh, they will have two featured tastings at Elevated this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday in Minneapolis from 5 to 7. That's at uh, Hiawatha and 42nd. And in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street from 3 to 5. That is on Saturday. It's your opportunity to try fantastic beer and be able to do it for free, for free. We love free beer. So Sully, I, I'm curious, as you got your start into this business, what were what were kind of your your flavors, your your go-tos? What was the uh what was the beer that hooked you to get into this business? Well, early on for me, it was definitely uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which was a staple out here on the West Coast. It was Anchor Steam. I mean, Anchor Brewing Company here in San Francisco was kind of like is what we all, where we all kind of like spawned from as craft brewers. You know, that was the first beer that kind of led the the revolution in craft beer back in 1968 when Fritz Maytag. Uh, bought that brewery uh you had red hook out here as well so you know those those kind of early tastes you know i remember the first time i had those beers i was kind of blown away i mean my first beer as a high school you know i probably shouldn't say that but was hams in a can you mean a 21 year old high schooler (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying (laughs) so uh yeah it was just uh, it was really intriguing and the idea really is you know we were all home brewers i think every single craft brewer at some point in time was a home brewer and it was the you know kind of the idea it was like alchemy that you could actually create like you know really decent uh beer in your garage uh it was phenomenal 
Hey, Sully, it's Tom from Elevated here. I had a question for you. We're talking about uh, our special at the store here is the, the 21A 15 packs right now. And, and I wonder if you could kind of talk us through the variety pack. We're, we're a huge IPA market here in Minnesota. And uh, obviously the, the, the latest variety pack kind of scratches that itch for us. Well, uh, I think you talked about it a little earlier, um, is um, the IPAs are huge right now. It's like 40% of what all craft beer is right now, just being sold right now. It's, you know, and it's all different shapes and forms. You have, you know, black IPAs, session IPAs, double IPAs, fruited IPAs, like our, you know, brew, our blood orange, uh, brew for your die. Um, and uh, it also scratches that itch that uh, I think what a lot of craft brewers right now, and they like variety. Uh, and this package, which has been, which has exploded for us, really kind of the consumer can really grab onto, and I and I, it's been, it's, it's. I love it because you can come, you can take this thing to a party, and you can, and you've got something for everybody in there. Yep. Um, yeah, sure. It's been great. Remind me, Sully, that Twenty First Amendment. That's the, that's the one that lets you post shirtless pics on Facebook, right? <laughs> that gives you the right to do that, or that was the Twenty Second. That was the Twenty Second. No, so what? Close, the, okay, what was the Twenty First so, Amendment? Yeah, so the Twenty First Amendment is kind of what's responsible for everything we're talking about today. Uh, it was the repeal of the Eighteenth Amendment, which was prohibition. So there was these thirteen dark years in America from. Uh, 1920 to 1933, um, and then the 21st Amendment repealed that amendment. It's actually the only amendment to the U.S. Constitution that's repealed another amendment. So basically allowed again for the production, the distribution, and the sale of alcohol. Did we just celebrate the anniversary of that not that long ago? Yeah, it was just um, it was just uh, December fifth, actually. Not That's right. A week, really, a week or so ago. Yeah, my daughter's birthday. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> now I can remember that. I, I just I, I go back to that uh, the, to prohibition, and I have no idea how they talked anyone into that. That seems unbelievable to think. Okay, we're taking all your beer away and your booze. It seems impossible. Yeah, it was like it was sort of this teetotaler state, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of brought on, and uh, they managed to talk enough people into it. So that happened. <laughs> so, Sully, I have a quick question. And I don't want to get too heavy with this, but I always find it interesting when I talk to different people with associated with different breweries in the state of California. Um, I was out there on the West Coast uh, back about, just about a year ago, and I was uh, talking to a guy representing a different. A different brewery out there but one of the things that he told me that was pretty interesting because i was you know led to believe by by my guys here at elevator about how great the 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 beer scene is in that state and the way that this guy put it was yeah because it costs a fortune to make beer out here you you better be making good beer you're not going to survive which i always thought was kind of interesting but california almost presents its own set of challenges uh, in your industry does it not yeah, I mean, it certainly is very expensive out here to do business. I mean, it's one of the most expensive, you know, uh, cities or areas in the country right now. Um, but you know, you're able to you're able to charge more because you're making you're making a better product, you're making sure. better beer, um, and so. And the other thing is, with seven thousand craft breweries in general across the country, it was, and this is true for any brewery across the country, you have to make good beer. You're not going to do well unless you make good beer. Your packaging has to be has to be great, which I think we do a great job. We have this sort of iconic, you know, twist on Americana, um, and also the, the the beard side. The can is actually great as well, which is you know you need you need to be firing on all fronts. I just want to let you know your salesman has a really easy job in this market because <laughs> we um, we really enjoy having great craft beer from other states because we have so much craft beer in town here. A lot of bars just can't 
take enough craft beer and they don't want to compete with their local craft beers anymore. More so they're pulling in 21st Amendments on tap, if you're bringing it on tap, and other places because they, they just love having the best of the best nationwide. Well, Dan's doing a great job. I've, I've had many beers with him. Nice. <laughs> Maybe too many once in a while. Yeah, State no, fair, we're, yeah. we're, it's a lot of fun out there. Awesome. Well, Sully, we really appreciate your time and taking a few moments to join us here. Continued success, and uh, if you ever have time again, we'd love to chat with you soon, sir. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great chatting with you. There he goes. Uh, that was really cool, and you guys should be proud of And as Mike said, you guys should be proud of what you're doing at 21st Amendment because you guys are making great beer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's, um, you know, we, we actually look at it a little bit differently where, like, the big focus uh, here is local, local, local. Mm-hmm. And so we have to compete a little bit harder. Um, but when we come to the table with the liquid we're coming with, um, it does make my job a whole lot easier. You know, and, and I, I wanted to ask the California question because, like I said, when I was out there, it, it, it just – it was mind-boggling to me whether you're a hardware store mm-hmm. owner out there or a brew. It doesn't matter because the cost of anything out there is so much more than it is in any other state in the union. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, we we bring it here uh, at a competitive price, and and we yeah. you know we got great partners like Elevated here right. uh, putting it out to the people that with those uh, competitive prices as well. This too. is the one I've been drinking right here. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. By the way, I mean, we he did mention the old Sully. That's the is it, L Sully. Yeah, like, L Sully. Like yeah, I like the I like the cover of that can. The tasty IPA. <laughs> yeah, tasty yeah, IPA. Uh, Tell us about it. What is it? That's really tasty. Oh, um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. We're done. We're out. Yeah, that's, See that's you it. later. <laughs> is that is that Ben Franklin on the front? It is Benjamin Franklin. So, this, are you covering up his nipples with fig leaves, or what is that? No, those are hops. hops. Oh, those are hops. Okay. Yeah. I, well, it was too far away. Fig I couldn't leaves. See. What the hell? Well, I'm ten feet feel? away. Actually, I, just could see. I knew it was Ben Franklin. I'm halfway there. That's You're, true. That's good. good. I mean, when you see if you can identify a shirtless uh, fat ben Franklin. Guy from yeah. that, right. um, okay. But this yeah. this beer originally um, came from a, a homebrewer out of the San Francisco area. A really, really well known homebrewer named uh, Mike Tasty McDowell. And so we made this beer in honor of him. And the original version of this of this package actually had Tasty laying in a bed of hops, all American Beauty style, mm-hmm. um, but he had no pants on, and oh. it was kind of freaky weird. Um, <laughs> and so, based on like what Sully said with our Americana, we we decided that we're going to throw some pants on Ben Franklin and, and put him in a bed of hops. And um, the the story behind Ben Franklin is apparently he was a bit of a nudist. Huh? Really? Yeah, he was known for uh, proselytizing about the effects and the health benefits of taking air baths, which basically just meant walking around naked. I too <laughs> enjoy a good air bath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting that undercarriage breezed. That's uh, one no, no. thing you and Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> yeah, sure. And you know, if I'm not mistaken, too, Ben Franklin made a lot of beer, yet he didn't drink a lot of beer, and he would sell his beer to his employees to get his money right back. It's not a bad, a bad little gig, is, is that, it? Is that true? I, I think that's a true story. I, I'm, I'm going to roll with it. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. true. Because half the time I can't tell if he's making it no, up. No, I, if he's I being think that serious. was he didn't drink because that was quite impressive. He that didn't you drink, that. but he made beer, mm-hmm. and he would sell it to his team. Okay. And just get his money right back. What a Good genius. For him. Yes. You should do that at your store. I should. <laughs> Everybody. I made some Fratelloni beer in the back uh, bathtub. All right. So what else are we going to be sampling with 21st Amendment this Friday in Minneapolis from 5 to 7 and this Saturday in White Bear Lake from 3 to 5 p.m., Dan? Yeah. And so in addition to the Tasty IPA, uh, we're going to have right now our hottest seller out of our entire portfolio is our Brew for Your Die Blood Orange IPA. So cool. um, again, it's only mentioned that one, but... Uh, this brand is absolutely on fire. We make a really awesome traditional West Coast IPA called Brew for Your Die. Uh, we take that same basic recipe, uh, kind of uh, up the hopping at the end, and then put in real blood orange puree, and um, it is just crushed in this market. It's really resonated. We had some placements out of the Minnesota State Fair, and uh, we displace um, even some of the macro brews in in in, in their sales. Wow, no kidding! It was absolutely incredible. That is cool. That and you know one thing I and I wish I would remember to 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 bring this up. When Sully was still on the air, 
Um, but I know a lot of the brewers here locally are, are, are you know, kind of joining forces together. He and mentioned Sierra Nevada to, to help with the, the campfire relief for mm-hmm. a lot of the people that, that work at Sierra Nevada to, you know, they lost everything. Some yeah. of those employees just yeah. lost everything. And I, I got to imagine that you guys are tied in with them in, in some way, shape we or form. We absolutely did. Um, yeah, they, they basically put out the call saying anybody who wants to brew this resilience IPA and be a part of that. And, uh, we were one of the first to jump on and say, absolutely. That so, is so cool. Um, that will be available in, in San Francisco, uh, for, for those of you in that area. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Listening online, man. Yeah. yeah, that is really really cool. And again, it's just it's one of the things that I've always just really admired about about this business is just yeah. the camaraderie that exists. And beyond 21st Amendment, I mean, within hours, you had, I think, 600 some breweries sign up for. I think we're, there are, the number's over 1,000 now. So wow. uh, every everywhere you're going to be able to find this resilience IPA. And even some breweries that just aren't functionally able to do it, whether it's because of batch sizes or packaging or whatever, um, a lot of them are, are kicking in funds or doing other fundraisers to, to help out. So you're right. This this industry, we all are rallying around each other. What is the, uh, the San Francisco craft beer scene like? Is it very similar to Southern California or is it, no. is it, is it, is it worlds apart? It's worlds apart. It's much younger. Um, you know, you, when you bring up like Southern California, I mean, that, that's a heavy hitter, San Diego yeah. and, and those areas down there. Um, the San Francisco, the Northern California area it is some of the, some of the originals like anchor, like you mentioned in Sierra Nevada, but, um, and then 21st amendment is now one of the better best selling, um, beers in the, the Bay area. Um, in the in Northern California, but there are so many great little breweries, and so like our production facilities in San Leandro, and there's a great brewery right behind us called Drake's, um, and then another one I forget the name of. It's this not one. the really crappy R and B singer, is it? it? That's not God, that no. Drake. Okay, good. <laughs> no. He's okay. dead <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. Your but um, but what's really cool is like in that area, they're actually doing um, this brewery trails where people can go from one brewery to the next and the city's actually putting in these trails for the brewery trail like all this other stuff so the so it's literally a walking path yeah, yeah. you're kidding and i mean it's not like they're like one block to the next it's it's a it's a little tiny walk but it, not it's not doing it it's it's, it's <laughs> we're not it. walking you can jump Mike's on getting an Uber. no you can jump on a little scooter oh okay one of those birds or yeah, 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 yeah like there that. i can do that but <laughs> not i'm not these, walking if not it's these 200 yards i'm not green walking. rental things that i see That's people tripping talking all about. over really yeah, oh, yeah, i'm not getting out of no. here's my credit card and then they fall over in a block and a half <laughs> <laughs> i like the concept though that's pretty cool that, that the city is actually just developing there's these. so much love for that kind of for, for that um that the, the craft breweries out there and and the way that uh they're they're bringing the community together and yeah and that I, so in San Francisco, I mean, I've been to California a million times, but San Francisco is one of the cities that I have not yet uh, have not yet visited. So I'll be curious to see to check that place out. I, I'm 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 really excited, and you guys are obviously doing a great job and creating a a quality product um, that just goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, we uh, we are we have our brew pub still located right in the the heart of downtown. We're right next to the Giants Stadium, so like. Any Giants game, there's crowds of Giants oh, well, fans. And the, and the new Warriors deal is going right over there, isn't it? Sort of? No? No I comment? I have no idea. No co- oh, he doesn't know. I don't I'm, know. I'll, then I'll run with it and say, yes, it's sure, going in right it's over radio. there. So you can it. go to yeah. the Giants game, you can go to the Warriors game, and then you can go to 21A. Well, I don't know. So I can't tell you this about the Warriors thing, but what I can tell you about, if, if you go to a Giants game, you can go and get a hell or high watermelon on draft, which is our watermelon wheat beer we do during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will put a wedge of fresh watermelon on there for for you. Really? So every single one of those pieces of watermelon is cut at our brew pub and walked over to the stadium every oh game. God. Really? Yes. 
That kind of commitment to quality. Is that Absolutely. How you got your That's foot cool. in the door? You just you got a, yes, you got a, a cutter. Slip? We we were there before the Giants were, so they, they came to us. So that doesn't get that doesn't does that make it into this market that beer? Heller High Watermelon. Yeah, it's a six month season, so we have okay. Tasty in the market right now. When that goes away, we'll bring back Heller High Watermelon. Oh, that sounds good. It's fantastic. Yeah. I like watermelon. In I, my do beer. Yeah. I do too. I do too. I mean, I like watermelon. I, I, I haven't had it yet, so but I'm sure I would enjoy it. Um, as we mentioned again, uh, this Friday in, in Minneapolis from five to seven. And in White Bear Lake this Saturday from 3 to 5, you can sample 21st Amendment beer, Tom, and you get to do it for free. It's always free. Get the full lineup. Go home with a great value. You can't find this price anywhere in town. $14.99 on the 15 packs. That's 15 beers for 15 bucks, Mike. What do you think about that? That's like $2 a beer well, or something. Nope. Math is... <laughs> okay. That was so close. <laughs> Not really. But uh, yeah, it's a great deal, and, and our tastings are always uh, a lot of fun and, and a great chance to try a new beer. So if you haven't had any of this stuff and you're wondering what it's tasting like, you can find out on Friday and Saturday at our stores. Awesome. And if people want to find out more information about 21st Amendment, uh, where they can find their, find your beer and the styles of beer that, that they can find, I'm sure all of that is available online? Absolutely. So our website is uh, 21st-amendment.com. 21st-amendment.com. Correct. Cool. It's good to see you again, Dan. Thanks for coming Thank in, Thank you very much. And uh, you guys are all over the social media channels at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Well, Elevated BWS or Elevated WBL is what you're looking for on any of your favorite social media. Awesome. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. No, not Snapchat. That's you, isn't it, Fred? TikTok. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you again next week. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the uh, Beer Run. You can find out more information also online. Just go to the Beer Show page, and you can find that at 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers. That's Fred Aloni. We'll be right back. This is the Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. Hello again, it's Mike Fred. Hey, look, it's Brendan. Man, he took off on us because I think he had to go over to the wild game. Hi, Brendan. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Reavers. How are you? Uh, average. Average at best. <laughs> average at best. No, um, so he I have a story for you. You know, it's it's funny that in the in the last segment that Sully brought up Prohibition, mm-hmm. being that 21st Amendment beer, sure. that's what that's what their name their namesake is. I, I wrote a couple of great jokes and I only used one of them when I said, Did Is that write? is okay. that the right to take off your and then my second joke was um, it was the 21st Amendment, the right to tell your buddies you love them when you're drunk. Like, what? Uh, those were two decent jokes. So you kept those in the holster, huh? Oh, I had the one okay. about the shirt off, and yeah. he, he giggled a little bit. It was probably more of a courtesy laugh. <laughs> okay. More of the sidekick I tried. I actually laugh. wrote them down on a pad of paper. I, I, yeah. did, I did notice you were taking notes during yes. that segment, yeah. so I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm very, very proud of you. Um, this story is from... Hold on, let me find out. Oh, reality check. That's... um. Uh, WCCO. Oh, where they do the thing. Pat Kessler. Pat, Pat Kessler, Kessler does the reality does check this. with Pat Kessler. But I found it interesting, uh, the data on Sunday liquor sales in Minnesota. Um, because remember, we would ask sure. Ryan and Tom, and they have to be very tactful with how yeah. they how they answer that. And and it's it was too early to see and if this really really know made that an was impact. Work. Sure. Um, Minnesota, so this is courtesy of Pat Kessler and WCCO, Minnesota ended its Prohibition-era ban on Sunday liquor sales back in 2017. Despite years of controversy, the legislature voting overwhelmingly in favor of the change. Supporters predicted more business and tax revenue. Supporters even cited studies showing that Sunday sales could generate between $10.8 million and $15.1 million in new tax revenues for Minnesota. But that's not what happened. Uh-oh. The Minnesota Department of Revenue says that only $7.2 million in tax revenue, about half of the predicted amount, was generated in the first year. 
but that amount was not even due to Sunday sales. In fact, alcohol tax revenues go up every year, and they haven't changed much in the last five years. Sunday sales do not appear to have had an impact. I found that interesting. Sure. The Revenue Department does not track alcohol sales by the day of the week, so there's no specific Sunday numbers, but it does track every single sale, including hard liquor, beer, and wine. Here's what it found in 2018, the first full year of Sunday sales. Uh, Minnesota alcohol taxes were up uh, to 4.0%. Uh, there was an overall increase in alcohol taxes in 2018, but that's right in line with the previous year, not as high as some. The Minnesota Licensed Beverage Association, representing the state's 900 liquor stores, opposed Sunday sales. They predicted it would spread business over seven days and not dramatically increase revenues, mm-hmm. which we heard from from a lot of our friends. Mm-hmm. Based on official numbers so far, that is just what happened. So really? let me ask you, how much did your habits change? With uh, Sunday sales, none. Because mine didn't either. No, my uh, and again, I saw both sides of it. Mm-hmm. I, I I I understood the the Ryan and Tom with elevated sure. side of it. That you know, that's one more day we have to staff. We have yeah. to have people come in on a Sunday. We'd rather have that day where we can close um, because then we won't have to be open. And then and then of course the consumer says, "Well, just don't open your doors." E- yeah, you, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't not be the you one. You can't not be the one sure. guy that's not open. You um, know, I uh, I have a really two pronged attack on this. I can see why the guys from Elevated might not want it because all of a sudden grocery stores are fighting to get booze in grocery stores, and they're open twenty seven days a week, twenty four hours a day, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't do it if they couldn't have that Sunday because they'd have to close off part of their interior of their store. But the second side of me says, what? possible business is it of the state of Minnesota when we sell booze and not sell booze? Why do they have a pony in that race? If someone wants a liquor store open till midnight, open it till midnight. If you don't, don't. Why Why do they get... No one gets to tell me when I open and close my hardware stores. Why can they tell a, a liquor store? What's the difference? Hmm. If I want to... If I get off work at 9.30 at night, can't I go buy a six-pack of beer to go watch the rest of the wild game? I can't in this state because they can't be open that late. Well, I think it's ten o'clock, but yeah, you know it's ten I mean? p.m. But they can't do it at ten o five. Why not? I I get it, and th- th- there's and I'm not saying I agree with this. Mm-hmm. The comeback has always been we're trying to you know it's, let's go to gambling. We're trying to protect the the citizen from themselves in some cases. That's such a crock. I crap. I agree with you. I completely uh, agree with th- you. What that when I love that the government uses, hey, we're really trying to stave off gambling because it's not good for anybody, but please go buy some lottery tickets. Right. What a disgusting, <laughs> disgusting thing to do. Well, a, I find that yeah. repugnant to the biggest it's it's saying, hey, if you can't do math because we didn't you went to public school and we didn't treat you well, I went to public school and we didn't teach you well enough Go ahead and buy lottery tickets all day long because you have no chance of winning. So we're just going to take that money and then we're going to tell you that we're going to pay off the stadium faster. And you should be so proud of us that we came up with a big plan to pay off the stadium. Then they keep saying things like, well, we'll save a hundred million dollars in interest. What world do they think the listeners of that news come from? Because there isn't a chance that they're ever going to save a hundred million dollars in interest on paying off the loan a year early. It's just never going to happen. Well, but. I don't think the average news reader mm-hmm. will go that in depth. 
No. If and they're it, interested in that particular subject, yes, of course they would. But And even with Sunday liquor sales, you know, Joe Sixpack, who wants to grab a couple of whatever sure. to go watch the Vikings game, he sees it as, well, this is cool. Now Fantastic. I don't have to stock up on Sunday. Yeah. Where, you know, he also might, he or she, might also not ever go into a store on a Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and, and there is no way... Beer sales will be spread out on seven days, but a huge percentage of booze is impulse buying, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I'm out of I'm out of beer. I'll stop it Sunday. I can go get it, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be that way. No one sits down at their office and says, "I'm going to schedule my beer run for ten. <laughs> you just sometimes it's happenstance, you right? Just go. You just go. You're like, oh, there's a liquor store. There's an elevator. I'm going to stop in and see what they have, right? And that's that's additional revenue. Period. Period. It's additional revenue, and they they. I every time we read statistics, I always think of causa causality and correlation. Right? Does does the extra day cause sales to go up? Maybe, but maybe sales would have been down this year twenty percent, and since they open up on Sundays, they're only up four percent. So maybe we save them. We don't really know. True. <laughs> Did I go too deep? No, there? no, no. You, you, because you 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 made me think of something. So. Just because they're going to be open, and it's it's the morality issue. Going mm-hmm. back to that part of it, mm-hmm. your your question of well, why can they tell a store that they they have to have their doors closed at 10 p.m. on what Saturday? What business is it of theirs? I get that, mm-hmm. and it's the same hypocrisy that says, okay, well, if you're trying to tell me that you want to keep Sunday free from alcohol mm-hmm. sales, well, then why is a bar and restaurant allowed to sell beer? Why can I still spirits? buy cigarettes? Why do they have taxes on cigarettes when? They're saying, oh, my God, don't oh. do this. Don't smoke. It's horrible. It kills you, and I agree with them. But we're going to tax it because we want that revenue. Uh, and in a world where the Suns are threatening to leave Phoenix for Vegas or Seattle. Are I, we getting some sports? Did I we get some so. sports we, extra? We were breaking Wait, it down. Yeah. I was about what to about give you credit. Suns? I thought it was you. You thought I was doing a really great uh, impersonation of the next guest up on so, 1500 years Did you see, that, really quick, because we're running short on time here, but I saw this story. I forgot to print it out, and I'm so mad at myself. But uh, this surfaced either yesterday or the day before about California, speaking of the state Mm -hmm. of California, they are proposing a plan to tax text messages. Did you see this story? (laughs) No. Okay. Because this makes my blood boil. And I'm not about to go Joe Sushri complain about taxes on this radio show. California regulators want to tax text messages to increase funds for programs that bring connectivity to understand to underdeserved underdeserved residents. So, so, so underserved, we're talking about underserved residents mm-hmm. need to get tax dollars from everybody else who right. is text messaging, and they're saying, "Hey, what we're going to do is this underserved person is going to get a free cell phone, and we're going to let them text." Is that? I don't know but where they're going with that. It's the it, hypocrisy of the lawmaker that made me think of this story. Yeah. Because I, I, the, when I read this earlier this week, I thought, this is a state in California that is run so poorly, mm-hmm. they're, about, they're, they're bankrupt. They, they're have, bankrupt. they have no money. Yes. But they think, well, I, I know what we'll do. <laughs> text, text messages. Well, the, the people that are, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna rip more money out of the... This will solve our problems. You know, I think there's, and I'm not going to say what way I believe on anything. Sure. Right? It doesn't really behoove me to do that. Right. But I wish they would run a program in school where they'd say, okay, kids, um, there's some kids in here who, who, who has an iPhone. And they said, oh, you have an iPhone 10. Okay. Jenny, give me your iPhone 10. Because Scott, he doesn't have a phone. So we need to take your iPhone and give it to Scott. 
And then Jenny's going to say, well, no, I want my iPhone. And we're going to say, too bad. Don't you want Scott to have a phone? A new surcharge proposed by the California Public Utilities Commission wouldn't be a per-text tax. Oh. Rather, a monthly fee based on a cellular bill that includes any fees for text message services. Most carriers offer a flat rate fee option for texting and already charge a similar fee for other services, including in the bill, such as phone calls, blah, blah, blah. Why do I feel like every time I get off the plane in California, remember Popeye? Did you ever see the original Popeye with Robin Williams? Sure. He pulls his boat up and he gets on the dock and the tax collector's there and he's like, "Um, the boat docking tax, the walking with shoes on tax, (laughs) the standing in the sun tax, and they just start hitting him. That's what California is going to be. But I can't, I just can't for the life of me believe that someone... In office, an yeah. elected person said, I got it. I need to find more revenue. Because Let's if do you're it. T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, name your carrier, yeah. you're going to step and go, what? 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 No, you can't. Yeah. You can't do this. Yes, they can. Oh, and they goodness. will. I mean, you look at your trash bill, right? Your trash bill's you know, $24 a month with $19 in taxes on it. It's like, why? What does the disposal fee for Clean Water Act have to, you know, it's crazy what your trash bill is. I like my trash guy, though, Ed. He's cool. I, I live in St. Paul, so my trash guy is the mayor of St. Paul. <laughs> can I not say that? We are short on time, are we not? <laughs> That's why he, if he took over my trash can, now right. he is mayor trash. He also didn't want fireworks. How do you think of that? Why didn't he do that? Uh, something about uh, too much money and some residents were scared by the loud noises. I get that. I can't remember. Maybe he has one of those dogs that chews through power cords. Oh, my they, God. I never told her this story, but my ex-wife has a dog who, on the 4th of July, no. chewed through her water supply on her third floor bathroom, no. and water poured down for one day through their house. It destroyed their house. The dog was so It's so frantic. Up. When I had that dog, it was my dog before I got divorced, it chewed through our gas line to our dryer and was shooting gas like... Gas. How does this dog? How did this dog not die? I tell you, the thing has nine lives. It's an amazing dog. So it's but a cat. It's, no, yeah, <laughs> it's a dog that has a mental instability when fireworks are around. I get it. I get it. It's wow. Scary. Yeah, but the mayor that was quirky that the mayor didn't say, "Hey, companies are willing to pay for this. Right. Let's go ahead and do it that's, next year. That's, next year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You hold your breath there, Mister. Right, we'll have Joe work on that. Well, maybe if maybe the city of St. Paul can institute a text tax. To Absolutely. pay for the fireworks. Yes. See, now we're solving there problems we go. here in the beer wins. show. That is what that we are doing. That was the most political we've ever gotten. You know, and I didn't mean to get that political. We that weren't. wasn't my. It wasn't that. It wasn't that deep. That wasn't my goal. But I just thought. I just. I when I when I read that story, I was literally astounded at the pure stupidity of some people that hold public office. You know what? Oh, you think that's great? How many months? How many months will it be till the state of Minnesota says? There's no text. There's no way this will be instituted. I guarantee it will. Guarantee it will. And in two months, you're going to look at your cell bill and there's going to be a text taxed on us. No way. We're right behind California. Yeah, we're not in that much trouble. No, we're not in any trouble. We have a one and a half billion dollar surplus. That's right. Because of uh, what? I don't. I don't remember parking tabs. What? How did? How did we get all this? No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Pull tab. Viking pull, pull tabs. tabs. Yes. Is that what it was? No. Different. Was different it the fund. E, the e tabs. The e tabs. Was that what it was? <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, don't you love that? Our thanks go out, of course, to Sully and the fine folks at Twenty First Amendment for joining us. It's always cool to get kind of the, the the inside look from you know right in the middle of the storm out in San Francisco. I bet they have a beautiful facility. I out bet there. you. Yeah, he's just raking it in. <laughs> Don't you think? Probably, probably. I think he has his own jet. Yeah, That's so probably. that was pretty cool. I, I love uh, every time the our, our buddies at Elevated set up things like that where we get to get to really get a, 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 an inside glimpse 
at to the inner workings. We've of, met the top people at some of the best brewers oh, in the world, all because of Elevated. Yeah, absolutely, it's fantastic. So we always appreciate that. And if you did miss any portion of this program, uh, check out the podcast. You can find it online at fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. Just click on the beer show link. And uh, it will pull right up. That's Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will be back again with you next Thursday night. And uh, right here from inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. But until then, we'll talk to you later. Your story. It lives in River City. Where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel. Where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another. Where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.